Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back again, again, the final third podcast. I, I will admit. So you guys are just listening to this for the first, first time. time. Um, but we just had like a forty-minute-long conversation. No, dude, it was an hour. It was an, it hour. Was an hour. It was an hour, <sighs> and it wasn't recorded. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's fun. Damn. We so, we did get video. We did time. get a lot video, of video, but uh, it's not usable. But at this point. All, all you hear is lounge fans yes, in the video. Yes. So uh, I'm Isaiah, and we have a special guest, and we had a special conversation. So we hopefully did. we can get into some of we'll that bring it again. Back. We'll bring it back. Uh, it's been good. We got Jeremy yes. from McAuliffe, um, and he is he's nice enough to do this again with yeah. us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, you know. The, the button didn't get pushed. So sorry, guys, but sorry. we're going to be jumping back in. You guys have no clue what even anything happened. Today, we're smoking the McAuliffe Black in the Robusto size. This has a Mexican San Andreas Maduro wrapper over Ecuadorian Habano binder and Nicaraguan fillers. Full-bodied, great spice notes. Um, for us, the, um, the cold draw was... Kind of cocoa, barnyard hay, yeah. with a little bit of spice. It on does that, that really nice uh, aged Maduro barnyard. Yeah. It really does. Oh, it does. And as you said before, the barnyard hay like scares people away sometimes. Yeah, but it's a it's a good. I think it shows a good tobacco. It shows a well aged tobacco because honestly, I mean they're aging tobacco in barns. Yep. Yeah. If you get that kind of note, that means it's been aging a nice long time. And like you had said earlier, the these have got an extra three years of age on all the tobacco. So a lot of that ammonia you get off of a new cigar is already gone. Yeah. These things right out of the box are immediately ready to smoke. Yeah. And it, these it, things have been smoking fantastic. In the first third of this cigar, there was a lot of that dry cocoa notes, uh, a little bit of pepper on the palate, and the retrohale was was black pepper. Yes. Uh, and it was just a super creamy smoke. Oh. Right now we're drinking the uh, – uh, our new spirits of French lick brandies that are finally in. Yes. So uh, this is the what? What did we label this one as? This one is so they're brandies. You yeah. know, Brandy. That one over there is called "You're a Fine Girl," and this one's "What a Good Wife You Would Be." Yeah. Um, this one is an apple brandy at one forty-seven point nine proof, finished in a port finished rye or rye finished port finished rye. That's what I'm. Yeah. That's the words. Um, and actually, that's what we're drinking right now. Um, we'll, we'll bounce back to the other one here, too. A lot of those dark wine notes you get out of it, but you're talking 148 proof. It's yeah. got some heat to it. It's yeah. very very sweet on the initial, and then it's it warms up. And, and honestly, it's playing really nicely with this cigar because yeah. you're getting a lot. Where, where this, this brandy, if you put an ice cube on it, you get a little bit of chocolatey notes out of it. With this cigar, you're getting those same chocolatey yep. notes, which yeah, is really, really nice. And when you smell it, it smells like Christmas. It really There's like does. nutmeg, some of the holiday yeah, spices. Definitely. So, so uh, this cigar just came 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 out. You were telling us it's a PCA release. Yes. And not a limited release. Not limited. Not a limited, which nope. is Wonderful. everything right now in the whiskey and cigar world seems to be limited. Yep. So when we see something that it will be a shelf staple... It's encouraging. It and is. This, and this will not just be a shelf staple, but I think it's what's going to really kind of catapult McAuliffe into, um, you know, some of the front lines. Oh, I agree. I agree. Because I, I really enjoy, because right now we have the, the, the black in Robusto and Toro. We have the Magdalia in a Toro. We have the A in Churchill, Churchill and, and the Petite, Petite Corona. Um, all three of those are great cigars. This one, I mean, you're talking. This one, our cost is eight, or our, our selling price is eight thirty nine. Oh. That's a great budget friendly cigar. It's a low low price point. It's definitely one that you want. You want to try it first of all, even if you're a smoker that doesn't smoke a lot of full bodied stuff, but you don't retrohale. It's not going to blow your palate. No, it's, it's very smooth, but it's it's really nice. But if you are a full bodied smoker and you do retrohale, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that's for sure. So. 
Would you like to tell us a little bit about the McAuliffe <laughs> rant? We're yeah. laughing because this is round two. Yeah, and so yeah, it's my bad. Um, the uh, well, first the McAuliffe Black, <clears throat> excuse me, took took three years from from start to finish to release it. Uh, we didn't want to rush the process. Uh, we wanted to make sure that it came out as a good quality of cigar. Uh, and at this price point, it's kind of our nod to the retailer and the consumer, um, so that uh, it would be a budget friendly cigar. Yeah. We- and, and stripping away anything that wasn't necessary, but still, when you hold it in your hands or see it in the box, it looks like a very premium cigar. Yeah, it's that whole black and gold aesthetic, and that follows through all the way to the to the band. And speaking of the band and the construction, cigar rings, yeah. and yeah. it comes yeah. off so easily. It's nice when that band comes off without tearing the leaf. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, construction. Um, so we've partnered with the Gomez Sanchez family. Uh, which I'll share that story in a little bit, but they've been rolling cigars since 1934. Okay. Uh, so their construction, to me, is is bar none. Yeah. Uh, as someone who's always driving on the road, smoking cigars, um, a cigar that doesn't fall apart or doesn't canoe, it's really nice. Uh, you know, everyone's palate is different. Yeah. But one that has a great construction and a good draw. Yes. The perfect draw on these every time. Yeah. The, and, and the reason is that we do a test draw on every cigar. Yeah. And not a lot of companies do that anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, it, I mean, it's so, time consuming. Uh, can you talk about what draw testing looks like and just assure people that there's not somebody sitting there smoking, smoking on, their, yeah. so, <laughs> sucking on your cigars? So, um, after, after they put the binder on, yeah, they'll take that cigar and they'll put it on this uh, machine. I forget what it is called. And it, and it does. It's just a little air test to yeah. see if the draw. Yeah. Once, once it passes that, then they put the wrapper and cap. Yeah. So that person sits there with a machine that will give them the specific um, rating of how much air will go through that cigar. And if it falls outside of the rating, low or high, it's it's tossed and, yep. and, and it's not used. So it's actually, it, it gives you the same experience on every cigar. And there's a lot of brands that are too... Uh I don't know. We've had other people on the show that will say, oh, yeah, our ro- we trust our rollers, like all that stuff. And as much as I trust your rollers, like all it takes is one bad day or a hangover yeah. and you're not rolling the same. Well, that's I mean, they're hand rolled. You have human error. Yeah. Yes, you do. Right. And so you're going to well, have even the conditions of the of the room that day can change the way the way they actually are perceived. Yeah. You know, if you got a little more humidity in the air and you're rolling them that a lot of times they'll go by feel too yeah. when they're when they're bunching yeah if it's bunching differently one day other than the other it's gonna do something different mm-hmm. so and and doing a test draw does not take away from a quality hand rolled cigar you know, I mean no. you know how some no. people be like well trust your rollers or yeah. You know, it's not really handmade if you have to use machines. Which, I mean, being completely honest, some of our favorite brands in the humidor will tell you that they draw test every single cigar. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the reasons they're one of they're our favorite brands, yep. Yep. just because of quality and consistency. Yep. So. Yeah, you don't, I mean, as a retailer, you're going to honor, if someone gets a cigar and that's plugged or whatever, you're going to honor giving always. them another one. always. How many times do you want to do that? Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so it costs like, me money every time. It's yeah. good to have efficiency on the front end. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So it smokes well on the back end. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so, like a, yeah. in a loop here. So. I know it's crazy. So let's go back to um, again talk a little bit about McAuliffe, the brand, yes. um, the people behind the brand right now. So the Gomez Sanchez family, um, third generation rollers, it's 1934. Uh, wanted to get their cigars into, this is a little over eight years ago, into the United States. They go on this, this rolling tour, end up in a, in a cigar lounge uh, in Texas. Okay. Uh, Al McAuliffe is there. Al McAuliffe um, made his money through um, manufacturing. So anything silicone more than likely came from his, his uh, manufacturing. Uh, but he loves cigars. And so they showed up. He's like, okay, I like what you're doing. How about you make me a thousand of your best cigars? Got them, loved them. That is when the partnership started. A handshake. I'll get you a sales team, a warehouse, uh, our our factory. We actually have a factory in Nicaragua, in Esteli, uh, and so uh, it's kind of where the partnership began. Okay. And then the inception of McAuliffe Cigars, 
little little over eight years ago, right place at the right time. Yeah. Right. Like, and so ever since then, uh, McAuliffe has been moving forward, trying to do things. Uh, and this is a shout out to Dan Thompson, who is our president, uh, trying to do things differently. Oh, here we go. Good shout drink. Out. Shout out, Dan. Trying to do things differently than um, the maybe the industry standards or the industry way. Yeah. You know, and, and just taking some different approaches, uh, which is, which has been good. Yeah. Well, uh, so that was where, um, cause I know, I know Al again, businessman, um, was that where his first intention of becoming a cigar brand owner came from? Had he always wanted to be a brand owner or is this just perfect, perfect timing? That's a him? good question. Like from, from what I know of the story, it sounds like just perfect timing. Um, but, uh, but, uh, Al and, and Amanda, uh, Amanda McAuliffe, his daughter and, and others that I've met, um, from the family, they're just entrepreneurs. Right? Yeah. They just, they, they see things differently and they want to move forward with it. And so I, I think it was just an opportunity. Yeah. Um, well, and again, you've seen a couple other brands like, um, like, um, we talked about Aladino with three daughters, um, Al's daughter, um, <coughs> Amanda now coming into the industry, as female presence, passionate about this industry, are really driving this industry in other directions. Um, one of the things you were talking about was um, the Sisters of the Leaf. Yep, Soto Global Movement. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that one's coming up, and you were talking about that. So in Chicago, they're doing Yeah, it? there's a panel that's happening uh, in Chicago. Uh, the founders of this particular, uh, Lefty and uh, Anastasia, uh, who uh, kind of are the ringleaders of the Soto Global Movement, uh, based out of Chicago. Okay. Um, there, there's going to be a panel uh, in October. And, it, and it, the goal is to break the stigma that it's cigar smoking for men only. Right, yeah. right. And, and once again, like what you did with your lounge, which if you have not been here, it's a beautiful spot. Um, but it is, uh, it's homey, but it's comfortable. It's aesthetically pleasing so that men want to bring their wives. Yeah. Or men want to bring their girlfriends. They want to, women just want to come. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think that that's, there, the direction there are going. some women that just show up alone yeah. here. Some women bring their men. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Some really of them do. do. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. And so, Shout out to you, Tara. <laughs> yeah. And yep. so it's just nice. And, and obviously, you know, I travel the Midwest uh, for McAuliffe. And I go to a bunch of different lounges. And you can always tell the lounges that have stayed the same from day one. Yeah. And it's more of your man cave feel. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Like that's, that's what, where the industry was for yeah. the last thirty years. 40 if you years. dig too much in the chair, you'll just find somebody yeah, you else's don't do cigar. That. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, but the ones that are are, uh, are moving forward to, to kind of embrace what does this new scene look like? Right. Uh, and I think it looks like more men and women involved. It has to because um, I mean, the 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 old man is eventually going to die. Yep. And if this industry goes off and, you, and you're focused on just the old men, this ain't going to last much longer because huh. the young people will never, you know, never get into it, which then once they get old, they're not, they never got into it. They'll yeah. never start at any point. We got to engage the young people. And that's what's nice about Amanda being in this. She's going to be pr- pushing that. I've seen her do a lot of social media stuff. She's having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, that's, that's definitely the way we need to go with this. And lounges need to be more um, friendly that way too. Yeah. You know, I, one of the things that like my wife and I, a few of our women customers have said before is they'll go into a cigar lounge and yeah, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> no, but, you get called baby or honey. Yeah, or or you'll say, oh, are you here to buy a cigar for your husband? Or oh, I'm sorry, are you lost? You need to you need to find someplace else. Yeah. And it's like, or or even are you worse, looking for directions? Are you looking for a sweet cigar? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that's the worst because I mean, most, most, I will say we have more men smoking sweet cigars than we have women in here. So that is well, not and even thing. worse on the stigma. Like, Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 <laughs> when I was there. working here, Rob and I would see a biker group pull up and we'd be like, ah, better break open another box of acid blondies. <laughs> like, <laughs> or the baddies. Or well, the, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you, you know, Smoke what you like to oh, smoke. 100%, Just yeah. don't pigeonhole people yeah. into, uh, but ask them. 
Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are coming in looking for a recommendation. Figure out what they smoke before yeah. you assume. Right. And I, I would say to cigar smokers, also expand your palate. Yeah. Like, like this, this to me, uh, smoking cigars isn't just a, obviously, a time of relaxation, conversation, but it's also like, uh, it's, it's fun. It's it fun to, to learn something new. Yeah. And I think, I, think, uh, I think more cigar smokers should, should branch out. Yeah. I think so, too. And that's one of the things that we like to do the most here is engage the customers. And, you know, I, I can tell you, we've got dozens of people come in and say, hey, what am I smoking today? Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of That's fun. my favorite question. Oh, me too. Yeah. I, me too, because, you know, you, you see, uh, we've got some customers that started out smoking, again, the Sweet Jane or something. And they're like, oh, I want to try something that's not sweet. We get them into something milder. And then they're, you know, working their way through the entire humidor. And it's like, that's that's really fun to see. Because at some point, they're going to find out, you know what? I smoked through everything. I really like medium body cigars. Fine. Let's throw you some medium body cigars in there. And I feel like that's that's the only way to figure out what you're enjoying. Now, the longer you're into cigars, it's going to always change. You're always going to be in a mood. Like yeah. right now, um, I mean, I smoke a lot of really full-bodied stuff, but I've been backing that off a little bit because I'm like, I'm always smoking full-bodied stuff. Yeah. It's time to kind of back up and, and really re-engage back with some of the mild to medium-body well, cigars. Well, a lot of my, a lot of what I've been leaning toward this summer in my humidor has been the medium-bodied stuff. Yeah. And some of my classics, like the Mil Diaz, are, are, are generally cigars with Habano wrappers that lean more medium-bodied. Yeah. And uh, it... You know, there's a season for everything, and also there's a time of day for it. Yeah. There is. There is. I'm not going to start most days off with this McAuliffe Black, though it is a good time. It, it is, is definitely time. a it good really time. Is. But, uh, yeah, so what's the price point on this cigar, Rob? Because that was something that was. Yeah, this one, this one, our, our price on this one's $839 just because of Indiana taxes. The MSRP used to was $7. 7 yeah. yep. um, Again, a brand new cigar. On, I see it on the shelves between 7 and 8 so that's. Yeah. 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 So you're looking at, um, and, and the thing about this is you've seen, we've seen some cigars come out with this price point. Um that you can tell they're a little bit rushed, you know, yeah. the caps might not really look beautiful and all that stuff, which honestly, that's not a big deal. If, it, if they smoke great, that's fine. But this one here, I mean, the construction is perfect. Yeah. You, you would expect this one to be way over 10 bucks just by looking at yeah. it. So it, kudos to you guys for bringing yeah. out a cigar that's affordable for everybody and hopefully brings more people into the brand. Yeah. And that's, and that's what we want. You know, we want this cigar to kind of like push us uh, into the, the front lines so people see it. Yeah. Um, see who McAuliffe is and that we're here to stay. Right. I can't tell you how many questions I've received. Like, oh, I didn't know McAuliffe was still around. Like, are you guys? Yeah. Because usually when, you know, you have a, what we have classified as a boutique brand, which we yeah. debated earlier for a while. Yeah. Uh, what is it, a boutique brand? Yeah. Uh, like, they come and go. Right. So is McAuliffe here to stay? And, I, and I'll say this in all of my conversations with Dan and Amanda uh, and even even out like it's here to stay, yeah. and not just stay, but, but progress. Yeah. Right. So, which was somebody like Amanda it sounds like she's very entrepreneurial yep. and um, young, yep. young, young girl too. I, I feel like she's going to really push that forward. And it's nice to see another brand um, with young people that are passionate about the industry. You know, one of the things I've heard other podcasts talk about is like, oh, once these younger people take over the brands. You know, all they want to do is sell them. I'm like, that's would, would you like to shout out nah, the I show? I won't throw them under the bus. It's just a couple of guys up north. You just know? A, oh yeah, so, two guys maybe. <laughs> but no, I mean, they, they, had, they had a whole show about um, yeah about how these brands. I mean, like like Alec Bradley. You know, some of these these brands that sold off because the younger generation didn't want to take on um, the brand, take on the the, the family brand, whatever. It's nice to see a lot of these younger people saying, no, man, we have a passion. We grew up in this. This is yeah. what we yeah. know. Why would we not take it to the next yeah. level and, uh, and, and understand a, it? It really is a fresh set of eyes on a generations-old industry. Yeah. And it yeah. should be something that's celebrated. Yeah. And, you know, maybe cigars won't be coming in boxes in 10 years. You never and know. It, that's fine. Yeah. You know? Well, I think, honestly, I think cigars, the blends are becoming more complex. They are. They are. And which to speak to, if, if you, if you choose your cigar based on if it's light or dark, yeah, you can't do that anymore. You can't. No. Right. No. Maduro is really a color. Yeah. Right? It's 
the color of the cigar. And so every, anyone who sees a dark colored cigar automatically thinks, oh, it has to be strong. strong. Yeah. It's not the case. Not at all. Not uh, at all. And so I think that the complexity is going to, I think, cause people to want to get more involved, figure it out. I think so. And honestly, that also comes back to someone like me, a retail you know, tobacconist is trying to educate people. It's like when someone walks in there and they don't know a brand, you have to educate them because yeah. that's one of the reasons why I do the tags in there. It's like you can walk yeah. in there and you can see the strength levels and what they're made of. And, you know, someone I've had people look in there, at a light colored cigar that's full body. They go, is this mess? Is this a mistake? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, this is full body, but it's light. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It just matters yeah. what the blend is. And yeah. you could throw a light, shady Connecticut wrapper over it and throw a bunch yep. of Lajero in the middle of it. It's going to be strong. <laughs> it is what it is. So. Speaking of tobacconists, so that's the other thing that we've done uh, with McAuliffe <laughs> is we offer a tobacconist program for retailers. Yeah. Where they Which can, is awesome. They can go through the, the, the videos and the training of how our cigars are made, the blends of our cigars. So it gives you the tools then to be able to sell the cigars. Yeah. Uh, and any retailer that takes their staff through it, they get, you know, a, a polo t-shirt or a polo shirt. And uh, they get a sampler box of two each of the blends of our cigars. That's awesome. Uh, to be able to smoke. And so it's just, once again, our way, we, we, we want brick and mortar to succeed. Right. Um, our conversation earlier about you won't find our cigars on uh, Cigar International yeah. or Famous or Cigar Bid. Right. Um, because uh, we, we don't want anyone walking into your shop yeah. saying, uh, hey, I can find this for two for five online. Right. Or worse, I would say they try the cigar here and never come back yeah. because they go online. Because they go online to buy it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one thing that's nice about having a lounge too is you, you have it's more of an experience. You can sit yeah. down and actually enjoy a pour with it and relax with your yeah. buddies and stuff. Especially, you know, like right now we're coming up into cooler weather. People aren't gonna be sitting in the back backyard smoking cigars. It's time to get out. Enjoy those with with your buddies in the lounge where it's warmer. Um, but you know, it's it's funny because you know, this industry, especially in cigar shops, most cigar shops will say, when winter hits, you just they die. I'm like yeah. now with a lounge, it's opposite. You know, yep. summers are great, winters are even better. Yeah. So it's like you know, for for a lounge, it makes it a, a nice little bonus once the winter hits because we kick up and get busy. Again. I mean, genuinely, places like this thrive in bad weather. <clears throat> oh yeah, hundred percent. You can't be outside smoking. What do you do? You come to the lounge. Yep, yep. exactly. I know we had a we had a big snow last year. Well, <laughs> our one snow last year, I yeah. guess this year yeah. around here. And it was so funny because I got in here and um, it, was, it was, I figured it was just going to be a dead day. Yeah. Everyone no, was every, calling. Everybody was coming in because they, yeah. they did not want to be stuck. They were like, oh, I can't go to work. Let's go to the lounge. Well, and most or restaurants shut down that day restaurants too. Restaurants shut down. But then I, I found out we probably had that day probably eight to 10 plow trucks out here. You know, little, you know, pickup trucks with the plow that were doing the work. Stop in here to have a cigar after they got done plowing. I'm yeah, like, nope. It turned out to be a, a good day on a day that no one was doing yeah. anything. Yeah. So that's that, it is nice. It's nice to have that option. So what is the box price on this cigar, and how many are in a box? So a box of twenty five, and um, we do a discount on the boxes every day. It's one eighty eight seventy eight for a box of twenty five cigars. That's the, you can't beat that. And all I'm saying is with with a cigar of this caliber, it is good today. And it'll be amazing in two years. Well, like it's if, a seven dollar and fifty cent cigar buy yeah, that way. Um, yeah, that. I mean, that's about that's as budget of yeah. a cigar as you're gonna get. That's this high quality. Yeah. Um, but buying a box of something like this and sitting on it in your humidor or smoking part of it, sitting on some, this would be a great cigar to dive into some of the some of the aging things that people will nerd out about because yep. you're not in it for that much. And if you smoke through them all, that's great. But sitting on something like this, it's just going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So we had, we had these cigars out uh, in Vegas, uh, out of the cellophane, like yeah. sitting out and you know, the dry heat in Vegas. And, oh yeah. Um, we took some of them back home. I took some of them back home and they still smoke great. That's After crazy. being out for, yeah. for four days, also being shipped there, like it was just crazy to me how how well, and it just speaks to the construction. I mean, yeah. the Gomez Sanchez family does an, an amazing job. Well, we'll have to we'll we'll talk about this soon, but I want to get an event 
in here with you guys too. If you were to buy this at one of our events, you're going to get these cigars for $6.70 a piece at an event because we do 20% off on event yeah. boxes. Um, Rob, what cigars would compete with that? None. I, I really I don't think, think so, one. especially not of, in this a level. fuller body. Uh, None. Perfect construction. Nope. So we yeah, need to I, set that up. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate to compare it to this because they're different, but, you know, your, your Liga line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely holds up to Ligas. But price point. Oh, my gosh. You're third of the price. Yeah. But so, yeah. the other thing is, is recent Ligas have had construction issues. So yeah. you'll spend around that 20-ish dollar range. Or are they more? I don't know what they are. I haven't bought one in I, a long time. I, I think I bought one last year because people were telling me that they had construction issues. And that used to be a uh, celebratory cigar for me. Like, yeah. I'd always smoke a number nine on Christmas. Number nine. Um, and I smoked one last Christmas. And I did the Calibri Deep V, and it fell apart. And yeah. I was just like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. If your cigar can't hold up to... The Calibri V, which I feel is pretty standard in the industry. And you did a V on this one, right? Yeah. I did uh, straight on this one. I always one, do the V. I, I go back and forth. But like this one here, you can see, you know, I just did the straight cut. The cap comes all the way down to here. I mean, you have no problem doing any kind of a cut yeah. you want on this cigar. Yeah. It's yeah, a solid really, triple cap. If you do a straight cut, you don't have to take much off at no. all. And you no. get a great draw. No, yeah. I barely slivered off the end and yeah. it's drawn perfectly. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So right. I, I actually just finished my my pour of <laughs> well, well let's get in and talk one. about the other one. So this one we just we just got done drinking. We were drinking the um yeah. the uh, brandy finished in the port <laughs> doing it twice. Port rye. <laughs> twice, yeah. We'll jump back to the one that we started out with. Yeah. So this is a uh, <laughs> five year brandy that's been aged the entirety of its life in a Lee W. Sinclair barrel. And it's yeah. only 140 proof. I'm sorry. We're just barely breaking hazmat for you. <laughs> I'll get some here in a minute. I'm not quite yeah. there yet. Yeah, yeah. What, Rob, back. you don't want to chug I'm that? A, I'm a little slow. Chug it. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and he did it. He Man. probably just chugged an ounce <sighs> total. Burn. At least. Yeah. Um, Woo! Hello. Thank, thanks for your sacrifice, yeah. Rob. Hey, I'm here for you guys. <laughs> yeah, for the people. Yeah. Now, Lisa's going to have to work today. But. Yeah. Poor Lisa. <coughs> uh, Hello. No, these pair really well with this cigar. Uh, brings out the cocoa and even cedar. Yeah, it really notes, does. So. It really does. And well, and a little bit about this. So these, <coughs> damn, I really did choke that down. <laughs> um, so these little um, hangers here, just, just to kind of give you a quick out, uh, idea of what that's about. So um, Dirk Fence, which is the... Uh, Indiana Bourbon on Instagram and Facebook. He does a program called End of Watch, which we've talked a lot about on the show. I won't go yeah. into details. Um, this is one of the bottles that we actually shared the pick with. So we we picked two barrels and split the barrels between the two of us. His sold out in his program in just a few hours. Yeah. Um, honestly, 95% of them sold out in the first 25 minutes. Which, and the last few sold out over the last couple it was, hours. It after was that. crazy to me because I saw that he was very fair on pricing. Too. Oh, he was. He, uh, he was. He priced them at seventy five a piece, and you can't find a hazmat anything for that price. No, I. I mean, I was texting somebody. I said he probably could have done a hundred bucks a piece, and they still would have sold. Yeah. Um, but, but that just goes to show you that spirits of French Lick aren't. At least not yet. I mean, I don't know where they're going to go, and I'm not going to throw them under the bus here at all. Well, and it, it has nothing to do. Their pricing has nothing to do with Alan Bishop. No, no, it does not. And but their their pricing is very very fair on everything they do. You know, you get into some of these um, some of these special barrel finishes of bourbon or whatever, and you're talking seventy five, eighty five, ninety five, hundred and twenty bucks for these finishes. Yeah, he's just not there. Uh-uh. And um, I'm I'm hoping they never get there. Their product is getting better every time Alan makes something. So it's nice to partner with them, and, and we'll do more with them for sure down the road. But, um, yeah, so Dirk's, Dirk's program did really well with this one, sold quickly, so he's got some money back for a program. Um, these little bottle tags here are 
they look like little rogue weights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, rogue yeah. weights. Yeah. Um, mainly because Sierra Burton, the, the officer that, that died in her line of duty over in Richmond, she was big. She worked out a lot. She was, um, I don't know if she was sponsored by Rogue or if she just used Rogue a lot. Yeah. But they're actually going to be putting together a um, gym equipment package for a police department, a small uh-huh. police department that does not have that, mm-hmm. just based on her name. And I'm like, that's really cool because awesome. not only did she, that they are, he already took care of the family, but now he's also taking care of the police officers that are left yeah. behind on that I, too. I saw this morning um, at, what is, what's the store in Arnold, Missouri, Rob? ABV, uh, ABV Barrel Shop. ABV Barrel Shop, um, yeah. So if you're looking to support End of Watch in some way and you're in uh, the St. Louis-ish area, um, ABV Barrel Shop just got in a Bear Wallow Rye that Dirk helped picked along with them. And, I didn't realize and that. And there is a, and they got the neck tags, and there a portion of every bottle of that is going to the End of Watch program. Oh, so I'll you be guys, down there in a couple weeks. Yeah, you guys that are in Missouri, well, first of all, check well, out the ABV shop. First of all, shout out to ABV for doing that too, because yeah. I like the guys from ABV, but I like them even more now they're supporting yeah. the End of Watch program. It's such an easy program. It is. To, and to I will tell you, too, if you're an officer in another state, because obviously Dirk is one officer in Indiana, and he gets calls from every officer in every other state saying, hey, could you do something like this in our state? No, he can't because he's got a job, and he's working, and he's doing – do it yourself. You know, talk to him. He'll explain how to do yeah. it. But just, you know, if you're an officer and you have a passion for this, do this in every state. This should be done in every state. Because officers are following in every state. Yeah. yeah. No reason why this can't be a, a every state has this program going, but it's going to take people in every state to do this. It can't be one guy in Indiana doing it for every state. So. Absolutely. So we, we want to let the listeners get to know you a little bit. So I got a couple questions for you, but the first of which. We didn't is, do this around one. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> um, so it's, it's fresh for you. First of all, how long have you been in the cigar industry and what got you into it? So I've been uh, a sales rep since uh, May. Yeah. And it's really my first time officially in the industry. Um, I've been smoking cigars probably since 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I moved to Columbus, Ohio in 2019, uh, I became really good friends with a guy who runs a shop in, uh, on the west side of Columbus. Okay. And Shout out the shop. Yeah. Uh, Royale Cigar Lounge. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Ryan Newman. Uh, he's go. a great guy. Good friend. Um, and he uh, uh, just kind of, man, I, I just love the experience, the atmosphere. I love meeting new people. I love when you walk into a lounge. Cigars are the great equalizer. Right? You can talk about anything. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just this camaraderie that goes along with it. And so I've just always enjoyed that. And yeah. so um, from 2019 to, you know, 2000, well, when COVID hit, I spent a lot of time at the shop with Ryan because no one else was coming in. <laughs> yeah. And so, and just uh, familiarize myself with the uh, cigars, the inventory, how, how shops would, would yeah. do their retail. And so to cut through that exposure, uh, and then another shop in Delaware, Casa Aficionado, uh, uh, Patricia, who is also part of the Sodal Global movement, okay. Sisters of the Leaf, which did we did we talk about that already? On I think this? we, yeah, yeah, we so talked about it on okay. the side, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, but but she's a part of that. Um, so spending time at her shop as well. Um, between the two of them, kind of got me into this industry. Yeah. And so, oh, and what were you doing previously? Oh man, uh, so I was traveling around the state of Ohio teaching classes in prisons. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's awesome. I'm also still currently a pastor. Okay. okay. So I pastor a church in Grove City, Ohio. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So, yeah, I, I, uh, he's a pastor. I'm as well. a associate pastor at a church in uh, McCordsville. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I've been I've been pastoring since. Uh, well, I started a church in Steubenville, Ohio, um, in 2011, and then left there 2019. Um, my worship leader took over pastoring that church, and we took a church here in Columbus, okay, Grove City. So that's okay. awesome. So yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, super That's cool. awesome. Yeah, I, I leave from here to go uh, to Marysville, Ohio to do a, a rehearsal for a wedding. I'm, I'm officiating tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So this guy actually drove from Western o- or Eastern Ohio. Western. Or yeah, Western so, Ohio. Yeah, about over three hours here away. to do the show, and he's driving back to Ohio. So oh my goodness. thank you for coming. Yeah, that. man. That's I was, awesome, I was man. Excited to do so. Well, I appreciate that. So, uh, 
Our wonderful new table is brought to you by Deadwood Live. That's D-E-D Wood Live. Go check them out on Facebook and see what Derek can do for you. From bars to tabletops to a giant podcast table, they specialize in making super high quality furniture from live edge woods and reused barrels. So reach out to them on Facebook and see what they can do for you. Uh, we typically ask this of our guests, though okay. I didn't round one. Um, so this will be fresh for you. Okay. Three cigars, budget, like your absolute bottom, I'm cutting the grass, or I'm giving this cigar to a friend who likes to smoke cigars, but he doesn't really care what he smokes or, or she doesn't really care. Uh, your everyday, a cigar that you'll just smoke every day, um, and then your celebratory. What would those be for you? Okay, so my... And they uh, can be your brand or other brands. Yeah. I'm going to do both. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. So, that's fine. well, my budget cigar would be my brand, uh, or the McCallop brand, for sure. It's uh, the Torcedors, uh, Box okay. Press Churchill. Okay. Uh, retails at $5. Okay. Smokes like a $10 stick. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, cutting the grass or giving them out, I mean, it's just, to me... It's it's one of the best budget cigars out there. Yeah. Uh, so that would be that one. Um, my everyday smoke would go obviously the black with McAuliffe side, um, but I love um, the a lot of stuff from Placencia, but probably man the Red Label Pachardo. Okay. I don't know okay. You, yeah. Uh-uh. I love that cigar. Uh, yeah. In fact, Ryan keeps them stocked at the Royale Cigar Lounge for me, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. But that one, now my celebratory, I'm going to give you two. Um, uh, the Ashton ESG. Okay. I love the um, ESG. The VSG and the Symmetry would be probably in my everyday smokes too. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I like those. But the ESG, uh, it's I special. love. It is. Um, special price point too. It but, is. It is, yeah. Uh, but the best cigar I've ever had. Yeah. Jeremiah Marifel. Really? Are you familiar? I've uh-uh. never had it before, but I know I've heard of it. I've never so Jeremiah Marifel, who does all the Cameroon wrappers for Fuente and really most Cameroon wrappers, created his own line. Okay. He came out with this flagship called the Richard. Okay. $103. Damn. Day. Wow. Best cigar I've ever smoked. Okay. Really? Like I'm when I say that, best cigar I've ever smoked that, like, it was worth $100. If I if I spend fifty dollars on a cigar, it better be good. It better be, but most of the time it's worth twenty. You know, what I mean? yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, but this one, man, it was it was special. Um, they only made six hundred thirteen boxes. So uh, okay. limited. Yeah, very um, limited. And so it, you'd be hard pressed to find. What year were those made? Uh, they came out last year. Okay. This, well, I think this year. Out there still. Yeah, there, there might still. Be, well, I know Burn in Pittsburgh had one uh, one box left, but they were selling them by the boxes. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't sell the individual. Because it came in an asterisk. That's an expensive That's box. Expensive. Yeah. Was it, it 10, 10 count box? Yeah, 10 count box. So you're a thousand bucks plus a nice little ashtray to throw in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they won. I forget which. And that's almost like a, a cigar nerd sort of cigar. Like, it, not like the yeah. the Davidoff Year of the Rabbit or, or something yeah. like that. If you if you ever find one and you can afford it, I would say it is worth it. Well, try to find one. So, and then, so he does, came out. Does with, your buddy in Ohio have those? No, so no. Patricia in uh, the Casa Aficionado, she got them in, and that's where I first tried it. Okay. There was only originally two shops in the state of Ohio that got them. Wow. Now, I will say I got some intel that there's another shop that we do business at that's getting some in. If that's the case, I'll give you a call. Yeah, please do. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you some money. I like to have a couple of those. Yeah. Um, I'll have to you know, talk more yeah. about that. Yeah, so... Uh, you're also into whiskey or spirits in general. I love bourbon. So, okay, for bourbons for you, what is your budget, your everyday, and your celebratory pour? And I would say celebratory, either a bottle that you have or any bottle that you've ever tried that you would... That you're hunting. That you're hunting. Yep. Um, yeah. it, it, the bottle may not even exist in production yeah. anymore. I, I, I will care. say, so my, my budget, yeah. there's two of them. One is hard to find anymore. Uh, and that's the uh, ancient, ancient H10. Okay. Which is the same match build as Blanton's. Blanton's. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to find. When you yeah. find it, it's worth it because it's 20 bucks for like yeah, yeah. a half gallon bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
So uh, back in time, that was actually a 10-year product. And yep. now ancient, ancient age 10 is just called 10 star. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a way to kind of trick consumers yep. and drop the age statement. But it is solid. Yeah. And uh, we're just starting to get ancient age in Indiana. I've seen but some. I have seen it in, I've seen the 10 star a lot when I was living in Tennessee. Okay. I was I was in North Carolina and they had two half gallons on the shelf for twenty nine dollars a piece. <laughs> and you bought, I bought both of them. Yeah. So, uh, but my my probably favorite budget that I like would be my well whiskey at, at home is uh, Russell's ten year. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Uh, just solid. Um, celebratory. Uh, I have a bottle of uh, Joseph Magnus cigar blend. Oh yep. yeah, baby! I love that stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's good. That's good stuff. Um, and then just your everyday or, or a bottle that you're going to more often right now. We already did the everyday. Yeah. The everyday would be Russell's tenure. Okay. Yeah. But bottle that I've been drinking the most out of right now is uh double, double Oak by uh whiskey Whipper. war. Oh, oh whiskey, whiskey war. Okay. Yeah, they're double, double. Oak. I've not had that one yeah. yet. You probably would have had it in the flight. Well, they didn't have, when we were there, they had not released their first true bourbon. Oh, okay. Oh. It was all called whiskey before that. Some of them fell in the category, yeah. but they just hadn't actually called it yet. So we got there. We were there in October, November. They were releasing their first bourbon in December of that yeah. year. That's been a couple of years ago. Yeah. Now, I just had a pour of Blood Oath recently. Okay. Which was, was very good. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. I was very impressed. I haven't tried very many... I actually am not sure I've tried any of the Blood Oath products, but people, it's kind of one of, it, it still holds a secondary value, but it's one of more of the, like, if you know, you know bottles, yeah. Um, yeah. because they're not, they don't hold value to everybody, but the people yeah. that are seeking after them. Yeah. My, my, my favorite rye. Yeah. Angel's Envy. Oh my god! I hate Those that. are fighting words. I know. Words. I fighting oh. words. She, I love caramel. It's yeah, one of her it favorites. If you it's love one caramel, of my least favorites. Yeah. But I, I will love say, caramel, but I like caramel and bourbon, not it, rye. Yeah. It is. It is sweeter than their bourbon. It is. It is. Sweet. It, uh, is. it is. But it, it also makes me uh, gives me a headache. Quick. I think it's the sweetness of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, that's one of my can't I can't get behind. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. That's all right. Yeah. I, I liked you a lot you before. Got, I like you a now. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, yeah. You know what? You like what you want. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, yes. We're very much about yeah. that. Yeah. The definitely whiskey same tribe with, mentality here. The best whiskey is the whiskey you like to drink. The yeah, way, way you, you like, like to drink, drink it. And same yep. same goes for cigars. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's everyone's palate's different. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. No, that's cool. That uh, is cool. Joseph yeah. Magnus Cigar Blend. Yeah, you're hanging Good in the right stuff. spot. Um, I think Rob's favorite pours are Magnus Cigar Magnus Blend. Cigar Blend. Stag. I love the Stag. Stag Junior, yeah. George T. I like all the Stags. Well, I, I haven't even opened my bottle of Cigar Blend yet. Oh. So. You, which you should. Do you know which batch you have? I'll have to look. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the, like every other batch, I mean, every other batch type product, they're all a little different. They are. But I've still not had a single cigar batch that I've not loved. Cigar yeah. blend. Or cigar blend. Yep. Yeah. Cigar batches do suck. They do suck. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Yes. Which, uh, it's a joke because a lot of brands are releasing stuff finished in Amberana barrels and calling it cigar batch. Mm. Which is the They worst don't pair well with cigars. We've said all. it once. We'll say it again. They don't suck. do it. Um, but it, it was funny. When I was here for my bachelor party, we did a full-blown bottle share and i had a cigar blend on the table there was a parker's double barrel blend uh michter's 10-year rye there we literally a- almost killed an entire willow <laughs> william oh, yeah. weller weller oh, really? yeah and it was extremely price special. yeah oh okay. yeah yeah we do okay. yeah that's, that's um, good. i drank a third of it <laughs> oh and I felt it that's there was there sure. was about that much left for will when he picked up his bottle yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, again Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're, the, you're our hero. But uh, no, I, I mean, it just, whiskey's meant, whiskey's meant to be shared and it, it is. is best enjoyed in company. And yeah. whiskey bottle tastes a lot better once it's open. I'm just telling you. It does. You. It, yeah. does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So another uh, one I've enjoyed lately um, has been uh, Green River. 
Yeah, the Green oh, River. Yeah. Some of their new stuff. We actually have a couple of bottles back there, which if you're you're welcome to try them if you haven't tried them yet before you leave. There, uh, <laughs> we had a Green River tasting um, here, and um, it was not well well attended. That's because of the club; they didn't attend it. But we won't go there. No, don't go there. I won't go we there. We don't have time for that. But um, <laughs> but. You know, I, we actually tasted, when we went down to Bourbon 30 down in Kentucky and did a blend of some bottles, which we're going to get a couple of those in here too. Um, they had a Green River barrel there, and it was absolutely delicious. Yeah. And so Green River is on the up and up. Yeah. I have a feeling that they're going to they're gonna make a name for themselves so in the next few years. I'm going to put you on the spot, but walk us through the uh, McAuliffe line in what, what you're offering, just basically in general. What people... Um, even apart from our final third lounge, which ours will be expanding. Yeah. yeah. We can expect to see from your brand. Uh, so our, we have a, a Connecticut. Okay. Um, the unique thing about this Connecticut is it probably sits more at me, mild to medium, mild plus to medium. It's where we like our Connecticut's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has more flavor. Yeah, right? it does. Um, I think some Connecticut's, uh, just are like air. Yeah. They're smoking air. Um, Which is fine for those yeah. that want just a for sure. very mild, don't have to think about that smoke. Yep. But this one uh, just has a little bit more, I hate to say spice and pepper because that scares people away, but it just, it's a little more full. Um, and a lot, of, and a, a lot of those Connecticut's that lean that way, you won't detect it if you're not retrohaling. Right, yeah, so right. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then, so our, um, our A... Uh, McAuliffe A, which I'll, we'll talk about the ambassador program in, in yeah, a yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that actually named that, that cigar. Uh, and it was um, a cigar that, um, it's a Maduro, right? So a lot of people like it, but the price point for it. What do you have yours at? Um, mid sixes. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about a petite Corona at six and a half. Yeah. And you're talking about a Churchill at, 669 I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so, that's an insane price for a Churchill. And and they once again, even though those prices are lower, we we have the same construction, right? right? You still have yeah. the draw test, you still have the rollers. Yep. It, it's just they still smoke great. Mm-hmm. Um then we got some of the other parts of our line that um I I think are the sleepers because they're my favorite, but um not everyone uh, gives them a try, and that's the Magdalia, which you have. Yep, Magdalia. That Magdalia has like a Middle Eastern spice to it. Okay. And that one, the one we have is a Toro in that $13 range here. Yep. Yep. Again, MSRP is lower, but we have taxes in Indiana. So. And I think, I think that that's why I like the, the Magdalia and then our other one called the Riata that I really enjoy. Their prices are in the $11.50 to $13 range. Right. And so. Which is becoming the normal Yes. Yeah. yeah. And anyway. so, but both of those, I think, are, are very good. Um, our one that's most renowned is the Leenda number one. Okay. comes in an open-faced coffin. Um, and so, it's, it's been, um, man, I think the original blend since 1934. Like okay. Wow. I need, to, I need to try that so, one again. Yeah, are you guys the using one. the Gomez family blends for everything and kind of putting the McAuliffe name on it? Or, or yes, the McAuliffe family working but, together with But Gomez is only making for you. Yes. I mean, Gomez yeah. is part of McAuliffe. It's for not sure. like it's a. Yeah, but, but so it yes. kind of seems like it's the U.S. name for that brand. For that brand. Gotcha. I will say uh, the because I, I want to I confirm this with Amanda actually on my, my way here. Um because I, I thought it was the black that was the first blend that McAuliffe, since being with the Gomez Sanchez family, yeah. created. Okay. But she told me that it's, it's the first one in three years. But the A was also a blend that McAuliffe okay. uh, was, was a part of. Some of these others, the, uh, the uh, Riata Migdalia, the Leenda, these are blends that the Gomez Sanchez family has had. Okay. Um, so. Well, and the A is the amb- from the ambassador program. Yeah. Did we even talk about that on this side of it? Uh, we yet. haven't. Yeah. Okay. So, talk, you so talk about our, that our ambassador program. Well, real quick. Go so ahead. That, that Leenda coffin. Yeah. Uh, is a is a celebratory stick because okay. you're looking at um, anywhere from eighteen to twenty one dollars depending right. on what you put on it. Um, but it is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But because people like that blend, but didn't always want to pay the price point, 
we did release the Leenda and the Toro and Robusto okay. out of the coffin. Same blend, but it's 1150, 1250. Oh, wow. So, so that helps. That definitely um, helps, yeah. Now, the ambassador program, uh, once again, uh, McAuliffe wants to um, engage and invest in the retail side of the brick and mortar and the consumers. Um, that's why we want to keep our prices lower. You won't find them online. But the ambassador program is our way to engage in our consumers. Right. Uh, and so to become an ambassador, you fill out on the website this form. They send you a coin in the mail that has a number specific to you. It takes you 30 seconds. Yeah, it's very easy. Yeah. It's um, and then you join a Facebook group. On that Facebook group, it's just a, a, an amazing community. Um, we talked about it in the first go around about uh, during COVID, um, people still smoke cigars. But and even lack, more. Yeah, even more. But they lack the community. Right. And so the ambassador program, to be able to engage with people online as you're at home, just provided that lounge feel. Right. That people want in the experience of smoking cigars. Well, and during, and I, I told you this before, during COVID, uh, McAuliffe was probably one of the, one of the only brands that really engaged their customer base they were doing herfs. They were constantly doing lives where people can engage with them. And um, during the entire time of COVID, they were always engaging so that people knew what they were doing, what they had. That's really where the ambassador, the, the A, came out really hard yep. and um, really got a following on it. So, you know, good as you guys for doing that because, you know, a lot of brands just kind of disappeared during COVID. Yeah, a lot of it's Dan and Amanda. You know, Dan Thompson, yeah. who's our president, Amanda McCallum. They, Dan, um, not coming from the cigar industry um, originally. Well, she was with IBM, right? Is that uh, right? Or? I, Microsoft. Microsoft. Okay. Uh, Sorry about so, that, Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oops, oops, oops. Microsoft. Oh, yeah, um, the much better one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got it. I yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, but he... Uh, so he's taking an approach that's not, that's that's kind of atypical, right? Which which I think is good. It's a, it's a new set of eyes, which we've it's already talked good. about. Yeah. Um, and so, and then the newest announcement is now we have All Saints. Yeah. And McAuliffe. So Mickey Pegg, who's been in the industry for a long time, who understands the industry. Yeah. Uh, the. Uh, all the ups and downs and whatever through through cigars. So so I think Dan and, and Mickey working together, you know, one coming from a different approach, the other one coming from the approach that he's seen over the years, I think it could create some beautiful things. It really should, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so for, for those who are wondering, we talked about this already, but uh, All Saints and McAuliffe, essentially we liken it to J.C. Newman, and um, Fuente. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still, All Saints is his brand. We're not going to do their blends. They're not going to do ours. Uh, we might do a collaboration, but it's basically two two entities with the same sales force. Right. Yeah. Which so. makes sense. I mean, it yeah. just makes sense. Um, I will say one thing, and I'm going I'm to say this now before I forget. You know, Dan, Amanda, um, Andy, all you guys, you know, Thank you for bringing him on board. This guy's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he'll never, I mean, he's a very humble guy, but he, he actually is the reason why we have McAuliffe in here now. Um, won't throw the other guy under the bus, but we would never buy from the other guy. This and, guy is and, awesome. And there is something him. to be said about just the sales force and the rep presence. Yes. Um, and well, and just the, just the personality, your personality is yeah. great. You have a, you you know your your product, but you're also you're also just like us, man. You're yeah. you're a cigar nerd like us. We we can we can hang and talk, nope. and um, we really appreciate you coming well, in here. It. Thank you. Um, I will tell you right now, my wife met you the first time because yeah. I wasn't here, and she's like, "Yeah, we need to talk to this guy." I'm like, "I I trust her," and yeah, meeting you first I bought, time. I bought this hat, you and you bought, hat. <laughs> you bought the hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, first yeah. time, man. I did. Yeah, I'm a I'm a hat guy. If you ask oh, my yeah. wife, I have. <laughs> Way too many, Way too hats. many hats. Yeah, but I love those hats, so I, I I bought it. But yeah, so but, so this was a really good move. Yeah. I mean, you're doing a great job. I appreciate it. And just a shout out, we didn't mention uh, uh, Andy. Andy, on this yeah, one, but, yep, yep. But he, uh, like Andy, who originally before Mickey was brought on, was my boss, the one who brought me in with uh, Dan and Amanda, like to give me a chance and not have official 
cigar industry background. Right. Like, I'm just appreciative. Like I'm thankful for McAuliffe and for Andy and Dan and Amanda for doing that. So, so what, I know you said, what, what brought you in? How, how did you get hired? Mm-hmm. I mean, were you at the shop and the, so the, uh, doing the work within prisons, I mean, you can imagine, uh, it gets taxing. Yeah. And I did that for five years. Uh, and I was just getting to the point where between that and pastoring a church, it was just getting like, although I was home, I wasn't home. Yeah. I was exhausted uh, emotionally. Uh, and well, so and I can tell you firsthand, like pastoring, it's all people business. And there are some weeks that are just fine. And there are other weeks oh, yeah. where you have a fun- a funeral and a wedding and somebody else is just struggling in life. Yeah. Yeah. You carry those things. Yeah. It's, it gets heavy. And so I was looking and, um, I saw a job posting from a Cal of cigars. I immediately called, um, my buddy Ryan and Patricia and said, Hey, what do you guys know about this brand? And so they actually knew the old rep as well. Uh, and so, uh, we talked about, um, uh, you know, getting a reference from them and, and just moving forward. So as soon as I saw that, I put, I kind of put all of my hope in that they would say yes. Yeah. But then thought, why would they? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I taught prison classes in prisons, right? Like, yeah. So, but. Now, your classes in prison, what were you teaching? I was teaching, like, healthy relationships, uh, employment readiness, fatherhood. Yeah. Um, towards the end, I was the project director for a, um, a big uh, contract that we got through ODRC, which is Ohio Department of Rehabilitation. And correction, uh, it was a um, a contract to teach faith-based classes. Okay. In uh, higher level prisons, so okay, uh, level two or level three. So yeah, and I, I will tell you, um, my wife and I both we actually went into the the local um, juvenile detention center down the road here, and we would go in there every week and basically do similar things, you know, teaching and yeah. and just engaging. It, it's heartbreaking. It is. It's heartbreaking because. You know, from the juvenile side of it, even, you know, these kids are only one step away from being in, oh. in full-blown prison. Yep. And, you know, try to help them just figure life out. It's heartbreaking when you see you really connect with somebody and you really help them and then they get out and then they're right back in. But the cycle like, is perpetual. It, it, there's no such thing as corrections in this country, in my opinion. I that, mean, I may well, be wrong, but. Being in like, it for five years, I, I would agree. We in, in Ohio, we use the word rehabilitation. Yeah. I just haven't seen enough of that. No, because these kids, these kids, and these adults go back into the society, and, and society is already stacked against you when you have a record. Yeah. So then you try go back into society, and the only thing you have to figure out how to make money is go back right back into the yeah. same shit you were doing before. I, I mean, it's not it, good. It, it is the difference between like a slap on the wrist and an actual restorative process yes. oh, yes. in place, and there's. And I get. It. I have a lot of family that is in and out of uh, prison um, because they have drug problems. But at this point, one of my cousins he told me last time he was out and had a family gathering. He said, "I don't know how to survive out here. Yeah, yeah. I can do it in this in the prison in the system." In the system. Yeah. And he he said, "It's I I can't even hardly deliver pizzas." Yeah, and that's it's, just sad. It's it the, is sad. the term you just used, like. The fact that he said survive out here. Like, we're meant to thrive. Yeah. yeah. But the prison system mentality is surviving. Yeah. Yeah. And when you learn, when you just stay in that survival mode, it's hard to get out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, and I like, I did re-entry stuff too. So the guys I worked with were getting released as well. And so, honestly, there were several times I'd bring some of them to the cigar lounge. We sit down and have a cigar together. Yeah. And one of the things I've loved about the cigar industry, from a ministry standpoint, and even that, is... I have had more deep, uh, life important questions and conversations around cigars yeah. than anything formal. Agree, yeah. and and that's and that's what I what I love about it. And so, you know, when my church knew uh, I was I'm a cigar, I told them right away when I took the job that I like cigars and bourbon, um, and we do a steaks and stogies yeah. event with our men. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and, and it's just like, it blows me away on what cigars can do when you just sit down for an hour and a half. I mean, what other reason do guys sit down for an hour and a half to talk? 
Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, other times you'll get guys gathering, but it'll be to watch a game. Yeah. Right. That's, but uh, people, people gathering over cigars and over a drink, you don't even have to put music on and people will talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because you're appreciating something together and there is something uh religious and I I don't know there's there's a ritual to it that can be had by anybody. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing that Lisa and I talk and she says it all the time even more so than I do is like this this has become kind of a mission field for us in a way that you know our mission field is just in you know providing an environment of relationships you know that's what this is all about is coming and meeting people over the same thing we all enjoy cigars yep. and maybe a, a four <laughs> yeah and it's like it, it it forces you to slow down and just be in the moment and what what other thing can you do in this world right now that you can actually sit down and actually focus for an hour and a half you have to be in the moment yep. And there's not very many things in this world that you yeah. can do that with now. So oh, I, I love it. I love when I see guys or fathers who walk in with their son who just turned 21. Yeah. And like sit down and have a cigar together. I love that. That's one of my favorite things. Like, Man, that's, you know, that's what my, it's about. It yeah. is. It is. And, and my son now, who's not close to 21 yet, he keeps asking, like, when? Like, be patient, buddy. But I can't wait it's for that coming. day. It's coming. Yeah. I can't wait for that day. Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, a lot of twenty one year olds coming here on their birthday, yep. yeah. and you know, I'm I'm not gonna not gonna pretend that that's their first cigar or first okay, pour yeah. they've ever had, <laughs> but that that means something to them when it's their first legal. I can actually show you my ID yeah. and I can buy my own cigar and I can buy my own pour and sit down and relax and be a part of the group. I'm like, I think that's amazing because yeah. most of those come back, yeah, because they want to be a part oh, of that. And the other thing is, is it's a educational experience for most of them just yeah. saying hey yep. you may not have ever smoked a cigar before yeah what would you like to cut your teeth on yeah. right you know? yeah and yeah. a good one would be uh the black the black yeah mm-hmm. maybe not the good first one yeah uh, <laughs> but probably your connecticut would be a good yeah, first one. it would be yeah yep. what are some of the other ones you guys have i know i know there's there's quite a you have a, a big line yeah, we have just our talk um about. uh uh uh, that comes in a Maduro and a Habano okay. um, wrapper. We have our Experiencia, uh, which is also called La Crema. It's a little creamer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, oh, our, our Reserva, which is our highest end cigar. Okay. It's okay. the MSRP is like $42 for the Churchill and 38 for the okay. uh, Toro. But that was that the cigar yet. that... The Gomez Sanchez family made for Al McCalla. Oh, okay. Nice. So, so that's why it's like it's kind of like a prize special. This is yeah. what it started at. Yeah. So um, that's what he made a thousand of. Yep. That's nice. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So and and it, it is, is cool to see something like that 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 has been in the Gomez Sanchez family. Like just see that tradition even being carried on because on the black, uh, on the band it says with the Gomez Sanchez yep. family. So yeah. it's not like you're hiding it at all. Like, yep. You're absolutely willing to give credit where credit's due, and that doesn't that's happen awesome. a lot in the, in the cigar industry. No, I mean, you, but you don't get anywhere alone. You know no. what I mean? Like you, yeah. So that's why I love the the story and the partnership. So yeah. So I will say in that cigar, getting down into that final third towards, I'm actually I've already nubbed mine. Yeah. Um, it it definitely stayed very true to those same notes all the way through. It never got charred. Um, the spice level kicked up, but it, it does when you get too. to the end of yeah. the cigar. Um, but it stayed true with all those same notes. The baking spices were prevalent. The dark chocolate was prevalent. The spice, the the black pepper spice was nice. And I, I still kept getting that cedar that yep. you were talking yeah. about too, which is really and, nice. And uh, that cedar was so- showing through even more on the retro hill and that and that last part for me. And the the black pepper kicked up. It never went to a red pepper for me no but it was just a nice balance of spice for the more uh, i guess sweeter adjacent flavors yeah. that, that the palate had yeah I, w- I would say those who like a strong maduro would call this one a medium plus i, I would agree um especially if you don't retro hair if you don't retro hair this is a medium yeah. plus cigar yeah um and that's why i say that if you normally smoke medium you'll like the cigar i agree so yeah i agree so, anything else you want to ch- chat about a little bit before we yeah. head out of here? I, 
That's all I have. I think we. I can't remember everything. We all talked about. Yeah. But yeah. This is great. I appreciate you guys. No, thank you for coming out. We really appreciate that. This has been a. This has been really good. And as we get into the winter a little bit more, we'll be trying a few more other cigars, bringing them in here too for you to try. Do an event. What's that? We'll do an event. We will yeah, do we an will. event. I definitely want to talk about an event here soon because oh. I think it'll be amazing. I know you said that Amanda is traveling right now a little bit anyway. Yeah, so I I'll, missed out I'm on doing the first an event one. next week. So next I week? want to talk about this event for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So Amanda McAuliffe will be in mm-hmm. Indianapolis next week. Uh, oh, only she Well, she's flying into here uh, on Thursday, but we're going to uh, Crossroads in Lafayette. Okay. 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 Um, cool. With Mike. So, and it's really because you guys were – booked i think you had something that thursday we had the same event the same day you were going to be here yeah and so we're going going over there but the reason for her trip is we're going to end up in fort wayne indiana oh uh, yeah rudy's rudy's awesome awesome guys yeah yeah they do what they call the uh smoking train event oh that's an amazing event so we're going on a train this weekend. oh this weekend yeah okay so this might have been the one that he told me i need to get up there for so, yeah, we're going, uh, we leave. So the, uh, the hog roast starts at the train station at noon on Saturday uh, in Angola, Indiana. Uh, and then uh, at 3 o'clock, we get on the train, smoke cigars, drink bourbon, live music as yeah. we dr- ride the train up to Michigan. That's awesome. And back. Do you know what the ticket prices are for that? Yeah, so the general price is uh, 120 which includes the meal, includes the, the train, includes two cigars. Okay. Um, and then the VIP, I think it was three twenty. Okay. That includes a, a box, your choice. Okay. Which, if you think about the price of a box, that's worth it right there. Uh, yeah. And then everything else. So, so those are the prices. Okay. Cool. Well, good deal, man. Yeah, well, man. we'll definitely be hooking up for November yeah, soon. Good. So, yeah. Well, again, guys, thanks a lot for listening in. Um, get in here and try the ones we have. We'll be expanding yeah. it, obviously as well. Come in and try these two bad boys too, because they're not gonna last forever. Which one was the this one right here? That was the 140. Yeah, the yes. one get, so, get you some more if you need yeah. to, man. Yeah. yeah so follow, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar. Where can they follow you? Uh, so uh, McAuliffe Jeremy on Facebook. Okay. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at the Whiskey Pastor. So thanks again, oh, yeah? guys, oh, for man. listening in, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Right. Cheers. We'll drink more brandy. Two hours.